0: Hey, You're listening to Meet the Difference Makers, an Enroll Films podcast where we talk to the difference makers inside higher education. Each episode is crafted to bring you a dose of encouragement, a spark of inspiration, and a heartfelt reminder that the incredible work you're doing in higher ed is changing lives and now your host, Ryan Correll.
1: In today's episode of Meet the Difference Makers, you'll be inspired by my friend Candace's powerful story. And some of the things that we cover include cultivating individual potential in students, integrating restorative practices in discipline policies, which I may have, uh, may have received uh, from Candace during her time as our Dean, and also, uh, emphasizing mentorship and guided development. Before we dive into the interview, if you are responsible for telling the stories at your institution, or you know someone who is doing this work, I would love to share with you a resource uh, that we use to help create authentic and soulful video content to help you enroll students, engage alumni, and connect with donors. This is our testimonial capture checklist, and it includes our secret sauce for capturing powerful testimonials. Most testimonials are pretty bland. uh, And if you want to be able to stand apart from your competition, You've got to be asking the right questions to get the kind of responses that will move the needle in your marketing. And we're giving away our checklist for how we do this so that you can do it better. This is my gift to you for being a listener of the show. You can download this checklist totally for free by going to enrollfilms.com checklist. Now, Let's dive into today's interview with Candace Kane. What's up, my friends? Hey, I'm so excited for you to be joining me today. Today, I have with me Candace Kane or Dean Kane, who is currently the vice president for student services at Faulkner University. And we have a little bit of a history here. So, if I call Candace, if I call her Dean Kane, it's because at one time she was my Dean of service, Student Services. Uh, dean Kane. Candace, welcome to the show.
0: Thank you. I'm very happy to be here.
1: I'm so excited to have you. This is like, uh, I mean, if if I didn't start this show for any other reason than to be able to reconnect with uh, some old friends of mine who've had a huge impact in my life, I mean, this is what it's all about for me. Yeah. So uh, this is very, very exciting.
0: Yes. Well, I, you had an impact on me too.
1: See, now you can't turn the tape. This is my show. You can't, oh, okay. you know, like Sorry. make it, you know,
0: <laughs> I'll talk about that later.
1: <laughs> we could talk about the toilet paper incidents, uh, you yeah. know, prank. What was that like senior prank day or whatever senior that was prank called? De- yeah. Oh man. Yes. And there's video show, you know, if I can dig that video up, I'm going to include a clip to that. And i think sure people-
0: because I tell that, I tell that story all the time.
1: So let's, let's just, let's start there. Let's, okay. so when I came to Rochester College back in 1998, you were the the Dean of Students. Yeah, is that, that was your title, correct? Yes, yes, yes. Um, and from the very beginning, I was like, "This woman is amazing." And we got to spend a lot of time together. We we took that trip to Taylor University for that yeah. like epic uh, conference with John Eldridge, and just like we all just had amazing conversations. And uh, yeah. and then uh, obviously the impact that you had on Andrea, who is now my wife, not at the time that we were going to school there. So a lot of history um, right. and a lot of like fun and games. Uh, well, go ahead, take the story. What, what happens at the end, near the end of, um, I guess my senior year.
0: Yeah. Well, we had a very um, active group of seniors who were all pretty good friends and that doesn't always happen, you know? Mm-hmm. And so um, close to graduation, I'm sure it was the, the last week of school. Mm-hmm. Um, How many up there were you? Like 20?
1: (laughs) I don't know. There was was quite a few.
0: Yeah. And um, all I remember is getting to campus and being, you know, students and staff and faculty are like, oh, you should see see what these kids have done. And you guys did so many things on campus. Um, I, I don't even remember them all. I, and I thought it was funny, you know, because it, it didn't destroy anything. It wasn't. Uh, and maybe because I was close to you all that I mm. I wasn't in my, you know, normal Dean hat. Right. <laughs> but um, so, you know, they were cleaning stuff up, but the maintenance people were very upset. Mm-hmm. And so they came to me and said, you've got to do something about these kids. They they need some sort of repercussion, <laughs> and so I thought, okay, I've got to do something. What can I do that would, you know, that would make them feel like I did something, but also no. wouldn't be huge to you guys because it was your, you're graduating, and so I don't even know who I talked to. It it may have been Dr. Johnson, and I said, hey, I'm just gonna fine everyone. Well, what I actually did was. I called maintenance and I said, what's the total cost? What's the total cost of, you know, the extra labor, whatever? And it, I mean, it wasn't very much. And so it was like $5 per student. There were like 23 of you. And so I just thought it would be fun to, to write you all a letter and saying due to your irresponsible behavior, you were being charged $5. and. Anyway the fun part of this was I I figured some of you would call and complain. And Ryan called to complain. And then he was like, Dean K, what is this? You are finding us. And I was like and you said, five dollars. It's five dollars. I said, Oh, yours says five? And you were like, Yeah. And I said, Well, it's supposed to say fifty. And then you were quiet. And you're like, oh. And I'm like, it's really five. Leave it alone. Be done. And you're like, okay, bye. It was awesome.
1: I remember when I got that letter, I was just like, I'm like, wait, it, is she serious? Like, is this for yeah. real? Because I'm like, there's, you know, we, we just had such a great relationship. And I'm like, we, you know, excess toilet paper everywhere, your office, all over the place. I know, I know. Um and I'm like, is this for real? And uh, yeah, when you said the $50, I'm just thinking like, okay, well, she's cutting us a break. Yeah, <laughs> it's so great. It's somewhere we've yeah. got to pay this. So uh, yeah, super oh, fun. Oh, yeah, because well,
0: I heard from Beth and Nadine and Stephanie. <laughs> so they, you all got that like, pay this.
1: It's yeah. you
0: know so much better than what it could be.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So thank you for having so much grace. Uh, yes, all of us. it was a fun. Uh, it was fun. Well, tell us, what does your work at Faulkner look like these days?
0: Um, it's a little different in the sense that I'm not dean of students. Uh, I was dean of students up until last year, and then my boss left. And so I was promoted um, a year ago to interlim, and then just in the past two months, I was promoted to permanent? Not really permanent but You know what I'm saying mm-hmm. um, In some ways it's the same because, because I'm the same And that is I like to deal with students So it's um, Even though I'm probably a little more removed I go to a lot of meetings mm. About student life um, And I'm not quite as involved in the organization Part of um, what students do day to day I'm kind of more behind the scenes, but I'm still, I'm still
1: And how, how many years have you been working in higher ed?
0: Oh, let me see. About, I started in 1991. Um, wow. And so I, you know, I took a five year hiatus to go work in the nonprofit world. So about 20 I don't know, 23 or 24 years, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Who knew? That's
1: a pretty decent amount of time there. What would you say, like what's been one of the highlights of your career? Obviously, you know, you don't we don't have to talk about me again and yeah. you know, all that. But outside, okay. outside of that, what have been uh, one of the biggest highlights that. of your career?
0: Um, I you know, it's interesting because I was such a terrible college student. Yeah. Um, I didn't uh, I was a um I were a medial college student. I didn't have a good ACT. I, I was, didn't like school. And when I went to LSU, I didn't I did okay, but then I, I didn't really care about my grades and so and it wasn't until I got older and I was in one of my senior years, one of them, that I finally realized like you're gonna have to have a gym someday. I should probably get serious about this. And I had a couple friends at church who really were like, if you're a Christian, you should do well at everything. And I was like, oh, my goodness. I hope they never ask about my grades because they're terrible. (laughs) So anyway, when uh, I had the opportunity through Dr. Johnson to become dean of students, I, I think the highlight for me was just that I understood what it was like to not know what you yeah. wanted. I, I didn't know what I wanted to do. And, you know. Yeah. So I think getting the opportunity to sort of speak into students who were like me. Uh, wow. Was very helpful. Um, I, I kind of got where students who just were kind of aimless. was. I was that way. Mm. Yeah. Um, the other highlight for me was I went into the job thinking that it was about rule keeping, you know, because I was over conduct.
1: Right.
0: And that first semester, I was really hard and fast. And, and yeah, pe- the students, even the students, if you were to talk to them today, they were like, oh, my, she was brutal. But I realized it, it became about helping them understand um, um. I don't know, the choice they made and, and how to move forward. They needed to be listened to, couldn't just say, oh, you broke this rule. This is what's going to go down. See you later. It had to be, here's what happened. Let, let me hear why it happened. And let's talk about how it could have been different. And so, it became really important for me to hear their side. And I never, after that, I never made a decision before a student walked in my office.
1: Mm. No,
0: never. Wow. Um, because you just, you never know what a student is coming out of or what yeah. they're dealing with. And so, I needed to be willing to listen. Um, and we were still, in the you know, early days, we were very rule-oriented um, uh, but eventually, uh, I talked Dr. Johnson into being restorative. Like, let's, mm. let's think about what it means to restore people, not just, you know, slap them on the wrist, but how do we reconcile what's happened? And so that was a, that was a huge mm. thing. And I think one reason I lasted there are very few yeah. dean of students that last because conduct is tough. Yeah. But I saw it as a, a sort of like redemption. Like yeah. I was rescued and now I get to rescue you, sort of. If that makes sense.
1: I love that. That's so cool. Um, and it really, it just, it, it, that's the Dean Kane that I knew, you know, somebody that wasn't there, but that was empathetic for you, was there a moment in time that, that switched, that, that changed in like, what, what was that, that light bulb or whatever that went off that made you feel like, you know what, this, this needs to be different.
0: Yeah. I had a student who came in who was, um, I don't remember what the violation was, but it was, uh, it was uncomfortable, whatever I'm sure it had to do with sex. But it was very uncomfortable.
1: <laughs> I like how you got quiet. Like yeah. People on the show yeah. can't hear you say that.
0: <laughs> and, um, yeah. And so I just wanted to have the conversation. I wanted it done. You know, I just wanted to say. And in those days, it was, you're being kicked out. You know, it wasn't, hey, we're going to talk through this. And so I sort of had my say with the student. And then they completely broke down. Oh, and... Uh, sort of started sharing with me about their own history. And I really didn't know what to do because I just wanted it to be over. It was so uncomfortable. But when I left, I was so convicted that I had, uh, I don't know, God and Spirit really touched me. Like, you needed to hear their story, and we needed a different outcome. And it shouldn't, you know, this is not in the long run going to help them. Leaving school is not the answer. Yeah. And I think I went and talked to Dr. Johnson. And I just said, I, you know, as Christians, as Christ followers, you know, we're, we're supposed to restore people because we are being restored. And so how could that look? And it took a long time just because, you know, you have to work through policies you have to work through what the board expects you know because there are people who think well they, they buck the rules they should go and i you know i get that but i also knew in the long run and i really prayed that night like oh god if i've blown her life please redeem one <laughs> please give them please please you know whatever they need you know take my life and give it to them. I, I felt so awful, but that was a turning point for me. Um, yeah, yeah. Just, I don't know what it was about that student, but I just felt like, yeah, this isn't, this is not who I want to be.
1: Mm-hmm. That's, that's really cool perspective. I, you know, I'm thinking about my time at Rochester college and, uh, some of the students that did, you know, things that, Hey, the rule book says this, like they're supposed, they're, spo- they're going to get kicked out. And then like some of those students wouldn't, wouldn't get kicked out. And it was like, wait. And even, you know, all these years later, you know, I think with age comes wisdom and, you know. and I can start to, I can see that. Wow. Like, I'm so grateful for people like you that were able to look at the whole person and really, try to understand where, where is this person coming from? And it's like, Oh my gosh, the worst thing we could do is just say like, Yep. Anybody that does this piece, it's like, yeah. wow. Yeah. Uh, to have this mindset of how, how can we help restore? And, um, and you know, for most students that are coming to college that are living there, they've never been away from home. Right. right? So like everything is new for them right. and you know, to have boundaries, it's, it's healthy, but then To and also to have, you know, rules that that it's healthy for all of us. Right. Uh, But also, you know, grace in the in the uh, the opportunity because I couldn't think of a better community, a better place to to be loved and accepted and and poured into. Uh, You know, that place changed my life because of people like you. Mm -hmm. And if I would have done something that would have like you know violated it, and and I would have got kicked, I can't even imagine where I would be today because there aren't many institutions or many places where people can go and and you know kind of take that big leap into the real world quote unquote without Bye. having very intentional people in place that are there uh, hopefully to love those kids to hear their yeah. stories uh mm-hmm. to help uh, you know speak life into them and, and to set some kind of example for them so they know you know, maybe you didn't have it all together at home and, and things were really hard, but here's here's a, a new opportunity for you to experience something different and, and for you to make a choice. You know, what what do you want to do with your life?
0: Yeah. Yeah, because the thing I often think about is um, I really think for Christian education, the difference is that whole restorative peace, like it, you know, if you go, go to LSU, where I went to LSU, and, and you did something terrible enough to get kicked out, nobody cares. Mm. Like, you know, but at Faulkner and at Rochester specifically for me was, I, I could be that. You can make a mistake with me. Right. You can make a mistake here because we're learning yeah we, we don't all have it figured out. And so I have the, the ability to speak um, into that failure in a way that helps turn a failure into success, where, you know, that wouldn't happen at a school where there were not intentional relationships and yeah. and really saying it's okay you know we always tell our I always tell my students you are going to make mistakes yeah. I'm still making mistakes <laughs> the cool thing is if you let me in on it
1: I can help you yeah yeah that's yeah, amazing yeah. Uh, one of the questions I have here is you know what kind of difference are you trying to make or hoping to make with where you're at. And I don't know if it's different from what we've already talked about or if there's yeah. you know, uh, anything else that you have uh, to add there.
0: I'll, one of the things I always say, and I'm sure my students are so sick of me, me saying this, <laughs> practice who you want to be in your future Right now, mm. You want to be a, someone who's truthful? Tell the truth right now. Yeah. You want to be a good student? Study today You want to be A good husband or wife Then practice that today You want to be a good neighbor Then do it right now Stop waiting To think that at some point You know You're going to make a good choice We have to practice Who we want to be in our future And as a Christian I think about heaven Heaven is near right? But we're living into heaven now we act as if heaven is here now. And so, I know, they, they're they like, what? But so, you know, we all want to to see into the future. Like, I want to describe myself in the future, but it's not who I am now. Mm. But I need to start being that person now. If I want to yeah. be someone who cares, if I want to be someone who is a peacemaker, a peaceful or then I need to latch on to that now. Mm-hmm. And that's something I have to practice myself. Like, yeah. you know, um, I have a couple of girls' interns with my side gig, Hope House, and they live with me. They live on my property, and we meet twice a uh, week and do kind of a Bible study together. One of them is a Faulkner student. The other one is now state. But we were talking today just about, you know, what can I improve tomorrow? Knowing what happened today, you know, when, when was there a point at, wish, at, at which I said, oh, you know, I wish I hadn't said that or done that. And so um, I think we all need to do that. Like, I'm a reactor, so when something happens, sometimes I react I've had several faculty members tell me, like, when you're in a moodle, we can just look at your face, and we know, like, it was it's a terrible moodle, or, yeah, and I'm like, oh, like, I need to hide that better. So, I'm a reactor, and so sometimes when something happens, you know, it's all over my face, and so I've thought, like, I need to be better at for my face to be peaceful and graceful. So, anyway... I think I got on a tangent there, but
1: that's great. It makes it makes me think. You know, as you're as you're talking about, you know, being the person today. It's not like you have to arrive at that person today, mm-hmm. right? But like the power of one degree mm-hmm. makes me think about. You know, when I look at you know it's January first, clean slate. Okay, what do I want to do? What do I want to accomplish? What, what's what's one goal? and what do I want, you know, December 31st of the end of this year, what I want to be able to look back and say, like, wow, I I achieved this, Um, but if I could just think, like, if I could just be one degree better at, like, whatever it is, being a dad, a husband, uh, a a boss, whatever, just one degree, and then I think, okay, if I'm going to be a dad for, you know, the rest of my life, I get to, maybe I get to do that for 40 or 50 years or something, and I think, wow, at the end of, you know, 40 or 50, years, one degree every year, I'm at like 50 degrees. That's a complete, in one degree, right? Over the course of time, if I if all I did was change one degree or the course of a bunch of years, months, whatever, like it's a big difference in the end. It is. And I think that, that seed that you're planting is so powerful for students and, you know, powerful for us because geez, we know the work's not done. We got uh, plenty of hopes, you know, with the people that we work with and, and just the things that we want out of life that, we we kind of have to keep coming back to that place of saying, okay, what's what's the what's the thing I need to start doing today or stop doing today so that I can get to that place right. uh, that I desire.
0: Right, and it isn't that you know I'm not loved or not valued, just like I am. But part of what we do is you know we work to be better, and yeah. um, and, and I have to always think about what can I do. I mean, I really do believe that I am trying to model something for students so that they see it's achievable. Mm. And so if, um, yeah, you know, if good. I can live a life a certain way, then, and even if I mess up, as long as I'm able to say, well, I blew it big time, then they get it. You know, like, oh, it's okay to say, you know, you
1: blew it. So
0: good. Yeah. And I'll never forget at Rochester, I had a a student from the the newspaper, I forgot what it was called.
1: The Shield.
0: The Shield. They came to interview me. And something had just happened on campus, conduct-wise. And they said to me, their first question was, do you feel like you've ever made a mistake? Mm. And I'm pretty sure he was expecting me to say no. And I (laughs) said, oh my gosh, I... I think I make mistakes all the time, and I said, but my prayer is always that if I have that God will vindicate this person somehow, because I never have all the facts. Students rarely come in and tell me the whole truths, and so, you know, no, I don't think I always make, but I think God will work through that. Anyway, it was a very short interview. Yeah. <laughs>
1: the show meet the difference makers thinking about you know the impact that you've had on so many uh who in your life who's inspired you who uh whether in higher ed or not like who who's been a difference maker in your life
0: um there's been so many well i have to talk about dr johnson because
1: Mm.
0: i you know he saw something in me i never saw never saw I was a neighbor to he and his wife. I owned a business um, uh, with two other women. We had no idea what we were doing. Um, I'll never forget. I mean, he was my CPA before he became president. And he came our first year to go over taxes with us. And I owed $3,000. And I cried the entire day, the whole day, (laughs) because I didn't have $3,000. And he just felt so bad. He kept calling, are you going to be okay? I'm like, oh, anyway, I called my dad. He helped me out. But uh, anyway, so, you know, he knew me from that perspective. We worked with we worked with high school students from the local church here at Mary and I. And so when he got the job, um, I was very sad they were leading, very, very sad. Because they were very impactful in our community. They were just, they had kids over at their house all the time. Yeah, um, Mary knew how to make one meal. It was chili. And, she, you know, everybody went over for chili to their house all the time. Um, and so when he told me that he thought that being a student's position would be a good job for me, I was like, that sounds like the worst job in the whole world. Um, <laughs> you know, conduct. Yeah. And I remember when I went home and called my dad. He's like, you know, I didn't think you'd be good at that. And I was like, really? So I literally the next day went and told my partners. I'm, I'm leaving. I'm taking the Steen of Students job. Um, I had to equipment I sold to them. I had never seen Michigan, never been there. I thought of it like Alaska, cold tundra. <laughs> thought for sure they'd make fun no. of my accent because I, I definitely had a Southern accent. And um, I went with the Johnsons. And, um, you know, he I asked him, like, why, did, why do you think I would be good at this job? And he said, well, you know, you work with all the high school and college students um, at church and you are so mean to them but they really, (laughs) but they really, they really like you. And that was his, yeah, you're really mean to them, but they really like you. And that was true. I had this way of being really tough, but I cared. And Mm so, you know, and he, you know, I never would have, ever in a million years took that position and um, he, I'll never forget the first discipline letter I re- wrote I was not a good writer at that time. I sent it to him to go over and oh my gosh when I got it back it was all crossed out and rewritten. So I had to retype and sit down but he looked up but anyway he, he just saw something in me that I you know and continued to sort of fan that flame um, and it was a perfect niche for me, really, because yeah. I loved being. I I felt very impacted by students too, because there were times when, um, oh, I'll never forget Drew Smith. Do you know Drew? Drew Smith? Yeah, yeah of course. Okay, Drew. It's one of my faves. Oh uh, yeah, but he always used the word crap. And I just never used that word. I thought it was like this terrible word. Like, you just don't use that word quite But He used it all the time. Oh, and I'll never forget after he graduated, one day I was in the office and something happened. And I said, oh, crap. And I was like, oh, my gosh, Drew Smith. I have been enlightened. I can now mm. say the word crap. And it means, you know, <laughs> it's fun. So thank you, Drew.
1: Uh, i might have to bleep that out yeah uh, this, you might this, have this, to uh, yeah just one well, of those. but anyway just I, I
0: i do feel like i i really learned a lot um yeah. i i felt too like there were a lot of unlovable students that i learned to love because mm. i realized like this is who we are where it yeah. can't just be about all the kids i like you know it has yeah. to be about everyone feeling like they have valued. So.
1: Yeah, that's so good. Uh, yeah. Dr. Johnson. I mean, he obviously, you know, in yeah. my life, Uh, he's, he's one of the difference makers, you know, this, as you use that phrase, he saw something in me, same here, you know, he saw something in me and said, we need, we need you on this campus. I'm like, uh, okay, Uh, because this is not what I had in mind, but, uh, I would, this would be a dream come true. And, um, I love that. Do you feel like that the way that he was able to do that for you? Do you feel like, you know, you've kind of sort of like how Drew Smith had uh, influenced you to use the word crap yeah. Um, yeah. that Dr. Johnson uh, helped you be able to uh, see something in students that, uh, that they might not see themselves.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I think that gets back to um, sort of loving the unlovable, seeing things and in, in people yeah. that they didn't see in themselves. Um, no. And I think a lot of times students come and they s- feel sort of invisible. Like, And that some of them want to be invisible. Yep. Um, And so I knew it was really important. And he taught me this, like, you need to acknowledge everybody in the room. (laughs) And he went out of his way. And he knew we had a terrible memory. I don't know if you remember this, but he would carry a notepad and he would write everything down, like everything about the person. And then... So, I uh, that was something I learned too. Like, it's important for me when I'm even walking to chapel or going somewhere that I am acknowledging students, hey, how are you? How are you? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. which was you know hard because there are people you're drawn to, but I yeah. think it's important. Um, you know, Sherry, who is my adopted daughter, um, she was one of those I did not initially care for her at all she was like a problem child I kicked her out like three times <laughs> 1992 I think or something like that but um, I remember um, our, my secretary at the time was Penny Davis and she said to me like don't you think God has put this girl in your life for a reason and I was like oh my gosh yes but I don't like her <laughs> but i you know but i learned to love her and mm. um yeah so i um and i i she had some amazing things about her that i didn't recognize until later but she'd have a conversation with anybody she yeah. was someone who could value everyone and um and i had to show her that about herself i don't think she saw that in herself I don't know. I, I hope I had an impact. I, I mean, there have been students who've come back. I, sometimes on Facebook, I'll get a, some student out of the blue. Brad Irwin texted me one day and said, Hey, I just met this student. He was an athlete. And he just talked on and on about what a difference you made. And I was like, I never would have said that in a million years. I wanted to hit the E-check button when I met him
1: because... <laughs> he
0: was a problem, you know, but yeah. So I don't, I don't know if I can talk about it, anybody else. I mean, it was my intent certainly yeah. to be impactful.
1: Well, as you know, I continue learning more and more about this the world of higher ed and how things are so different today from when I was a student. And when I, you know, worked at the college, the landscape is different. And I would just ask you like what for people that are doing this work, what, what words of encouragement or what advice would you have, uh, to those people who are in the thick of it?
0: Yeah. Well, we certainly have a different student, you know, Um, Students are, um, I mean, I think psychologists tell us this all the time. They're just not as mature. I think social media, our attachment to our phones, um, has created all sort of anxiety and fear. Um, And so I think we need to be a people who are fearful. Um, We have to show them how to unplug. We have to train them to um, not be afraid. You should be able to see through terrible stuff because we know on the other side. But so I guess what I would say is don't give up on this generation. Are they frustrating? Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. But I think part of it is learning to walk the side down. And and again, listen. Listen to what they're afraid of, what's going on, and, and sort of be that mentor now more than ever. Uh, our students need a mentor. Um, I have the two girls that lived with me um, last year. I mean, they didn't have to cook. They really didn't know how to watch clothes. And so, you know, part of that is just being okay and showing them how to do it. And, you know, uh, so I would say we just have to hang in there. Someone hung in there with us. So even if it's, you know. If they're immature or they're even if they don't want it, part of it is learning how to befriend them in a way that they feel valued, even if they're not accepting it necessarily. Um, and again, you know, God works in the craziest ways. So, the yeah, never in a million years will I ever picked where I am or what I'm doing, and yet here I am, and mm-hmm. I've had an awesome life. I mean, I could not have witnessed That took, and there's more to come.
1: And there's more to come. Yeah. Oh, Dean Kane, this is such a joy. Uh, yeah. So glad we got to get this time together. Me too. Um, thank you. Uh, if anybody wants to reach out to you, uh, what's the best way for them uh, to do that or follow along on social media? If you're yeah, posting um, somewhere regularly. I.
0: Um, Candice Jean Kane at Gmail. So, but it's c Ace, not ICE. Um, uh, I'm also got this nonprofit thing going, Hope House Make And we have a website, hopehousemategunly.org. You can Google me. I bet you find this white hair somewhere. But yeah, I'd love to encourage
1: anybody. And for those that are listening now, you might be thinking, "Wait, is her name actually it's Candice Kane?" Yeah, Candy. It's Candy Candy Candy
0: Kane. If you look for me on Facebook, I'm Candy Kane, and that's because students made my Facebook page. Facebook was brand new, and they were like, "You've got to have a page because you got to watch these students." And they said we're just going to put candy cane because they won't know who you are because everybody thought my first name was Dean anyway. So right,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, your name's not Dean. Yes. So
0: it was funny. There was actually a group on Facebook the first couple of years, and it was uh, the administration is watching me, and I was a member oh my because gosh. they they invited me because they didn't know, but oh I was the dean's student. It was so funny. Anyway.
1: Oh, that's incredible. Any parting words before we uh, end our, our chat today?
0: No, I um, just appreciate the opportunity and you, um, you know, you and Andrea, I'm big fans and always will be. So I'm glad to see what you're doing. I think story is huge. I think for us to be able to tell our stories is um, it's a part of God's story. So it's really important.
1: Yes, it it really, I mean, obviously I'm a big fan of story, but I think in that, you know, you said it earlier today, without story, it's hard to have empathy. Yeah. Right, you can say like, oh, we're supposed to love these people, love your neighbor, you know, do that thing. But when you really get to, like if somebody's offended you or done something wrong or broken the rules or, you know, stolen, you know, whatever the thing is, it's like, man, but when you hear their story, And the older I get, the more stories I hear, the more empathetic I've become, the more I'm open to, you know, the example that you've given. It's like, if I really understood where this person came from, I wouldn't have these, you know, negative feelings of anything. My heart would break for them and would try to think like, how can I, is there something I can do to help this person come alongside them? Be a listening ear, which they probably don't have many, if any, right? Right. So, story is key, in all of that. So, thank you for sharing yep. your story. Uh, this is uh, just a blast to get time with you today. Thank you. Thanks so much for hanging out with me on this episode with Candice. Uh, such a fun interview. So good spending time with her. Uh, if you like this episode and you think somebody else might like it too, take a screen grab it. Take a screen grab of it and share it uh, with that person. I would greatly appreciate that. And if you're ready to have a conversation about connecting with your ideal students, alumni, or donors using the power of emotive storytelling through video, shoot me an email, Ryan, R-Y-A-N, at enrollfilms.com. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, Thank you for listening. Let's make a difference, and I'll see you on the next episode. Bye for now.